You're listening to the Secret Muse Society, where we pull out the things we keep hidden about ourselves. What are the secrets that actually hold us back from the connection we crave? And what happens when we tap into the inspiration we have to offer the world? I'm your host, authenticity coach, Karen Choi. Let's dive in together. Hello, Muse. Welcome back to episode 21 of the Secret Muse Society podcast. I am so glad you're here for this episode about courage and speaking our truth. I can't help but think about the song from The Wizard of Oz. If I were king of the forest, (laughs) and how that lion would say, courage, 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 with so much fear in his voice. I want to start off by saying, I have a real pet peeve with the word fearless, because I don't believe that that exists. Courage and fear are hand in hand. And by Trying to achieve fearlessness, I would say is reckless. Achieving courage in the face of fear, I say is way more bold, way more brave and commendable. I think that it's important to walk forward with our fear instead of focusing on this perfectionist idea that we are not brave enough unless we have zero fear. So just my little rant there. (laughs) In today's episode, let's talk about some situations where you need to find courage to have an uncomfortable, challenging conversation. And also, I will offer you a tool that will help you to consider or decipher when and when not you are deciding to speak up. It's a really great five-step guideline that has helped me and helped my clients, helped my husband even, and I'm teaching it to my kids. So I know that is something that when you start to master and you pass on to the other people in your life, you are creating a ripple effect of speaking with courage and integrity. Shall we dive in? Courage. Brene Brown says that courage starts with showing up and letting ourselves be seen. When we think of this quote about showing up and letting ourselves be seen, so many questions come up. Well, what does showing up for you look like? And what shows up for you in terms of fear when it comes to being seen? And who deserves to see the full you? Or Maybe it's not even about deserving. It's about who are you willing to let in to your view? (laughs) The Secret Muse Society podcast, I say, is about our coming out of hiding and bringing to light the things that we hide about ourselves. So what is it that you want to be seen? What is it that you're hiding? Why are you hiding it? And who can you feel safe enough with to start showing it and allowing yourself to be seen. Another amazing quote that I love about courage is by Maya Angelou. And she says, courage is the most important of all the virtues because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. 
we need courage, my friends. And that's why this podcast, this topic is so important. It is wherever you are on your journey, the courage is right here because the fear is right there. And finding a way to walk forward with both is my intention, is my goal, is the support I love to offer my clients and the people in my life. The idea of unspoken truths really came up for me a few weeks ago, personally. And then I'm going to tell you a story about a client. A few weeks ago, my 96-year-old grandfather of my mom's side, so we call him Gong Gong because he's my maternal grandfather. My paternal grandfather, we would call Ye Ye, and the language I'm speaking is Mandarin. So my Gong Gong had a minor stroke and ended up in hospital. And my aunts were letting us know through our WhatsApp chat what was going on in his condition, what hospital he was staying in. And this was on a Saturday that we found out. My mom called me and we started talking about Gong Gong's condition. And she said that she was planning or thinking about going driving to Ottawa. So we live in Toronto, Gong Gong, and most of my extended family live in Ottawa which is about a four hour drive. And I had already started thinking, hmm, should I ask mom if she's going? And if she is, I will go with her. So I suggested it to her. Mom, if you go, I will go with you. I didn't want her to be driving on her own. And so we ended up doing this, being so grateful that we both had flexibility in our schedules in order to just kind of make that last minute call and drive to Ottawa for two nights and spend a day and a half with Gong Gong and my aunts. So when we were there, Gong Gong, you know, he had that minor stroke and was being observed in the, I think the ICU, but not the ICU. He was on the same floor as the ICU. But anyway, you know, we were taking turns, sitting with him, making sure that he was comfortable and doing the necessary things that, you know, the nurses are very busy. They have a lot of people to be taken care of. And there's just some personal hygiene, personal care that just isn't really at the top of our priorities. But by having a family member there with Gong Gong, you know, to know that someone's there with you while you're resting, someone's there to help you if you need help to get up. We just felt really like that was something that we wanted to to do for him. So my mom and I and my aunts, we kind of took turns sitting with Gong Gong because even in COVID, there are some restrictions about how many people you can have visiting. So Gong Gong is 96. He has this minor stroke and I was hanging out with my aunt and my mom And they were talking about stuff that has happened in the family, as all families have, some unspoken truths, some individuals with their own, you know, drama in their minds and feelings. I don't want to call it drama, but it's like it becomes drama when it's not said out loud or it hasn't been heard, it hasn't been acknowledged or resolved, right? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And I'm being careful about what I say, because I know that some of my family listen to this. And so you know what I'm talking about, right? Like the stuff that we don't talk about, because we're uncomfortable to talk about it, but then it continues to live in your body and makes you uncomfortable every time you think about it. Anyway, so mom and my aunt were talking around the table. This was a funny moment. 
mom kind of, they started getting into something. The more nitty gritty of the drama and mom turned around at me and she kind of gave me that shoe gesture with her hand that she did when I was a kid that was like, you know, it's just like, go on, go play, you know, go find something else to do. And she said, you know, you don't have to worry about this. And then she turned around to my aunt and she said, well, she doesn't need to know. We don't need to talk about this in front of her. And my daima, which is my mom's older sister, <laughs> she said to her, she said to mom, your daughter is 42 now. She's an adult. <laughs> she can handle these conversations, which was so funny because not until that moment, well, that moment actually just made it very obvious that sometimes mom still thinks of me as a child and thinks of conversations as appropriate for her child or and not her adult daughter. So that's one interesting thing to consider when you are finding the courage to speak. Is it a, is it age appropriate? Are you keeping it to yourself to protect someone? Like there's certain things that we just don't talk about with our kids, right? Showing up for our kids with a brave face, trying to teach them right from wrong. But at the same time, when you think about age appropriateness, letting ourselves be seen by our kids, you know, having those vulnerable conversations in front of them, even like being very truthful to them saying, I don't know, this thing is happening I'm confused. I don't have all the answers. I think those are important things for our kids to see about us because it shows them that we're not perfect and they don't have to be perfect either. So that was a really great example to me and a light bulb moment about speaking up about unspoken truths. Is it age appropriate? Is the person in a place where they can receive the information objectively <laughs> without bias assumption triggers, maybe? Is there any trauma involved? And so no, in that moment, I have been practicing as a coach to keep my biases, assumptions, and my own values and beliefs and thoughts and opinions and judgments, that kind of stuff. As a coach, we are trained and we practice and we hone the skill of putting those things aside so that we show up as a blank slate. And as a blank slate, you're open more to understanding. You are open to more of an objective perspective. You're open to more different perspectives. And so I was really grateful for that in that moment with my mom and my aunt. Now, on the way home from Ottawa, mom and I, you know, I, I felt the need, this kind of nudge inside my heart. It really was in my heart space. I don't know if you've ever noticed where cravings, desires, nudges, like those inner voices, the things that push you forward, where they sit in your body, where you could feel them. We were driving, we were in mom's car. She was driving. I was in the passenger seat and we were just talking what we learned about our time with Gong Gong over the weekend and the conversations that we had with my aunts. And I was curious, you know, and I could feel that curiosity kind of in my chest and maybe at the top of my stomach, you know, just like that heart center area. Perhaps that's the solar plexus, which I would love to speak about more and learn about more, but I don't really know. I think it's like your heart chakra, your solar 
plexus where it's creativity, it's curiosity, it's a place of finding understanding and connection. So that part of my body was nudging me. And I asked mom, hey mom, you know, is there anything in our family that is unspoken? This question is a question I, it was the first time I've ever asked my mom that question out loud, but it is a question I ask myself on a monthly basis. I actually do this kind of inventory or audit of unspoken truths with myself every month. And I look at the people in my life who I hold near and dear and I love. And I think if they were going to leave tomorrow, if they were going to leave this physical form, this life tomorrow, would we have said everything that needs to be said? Would I feel complete and fulfilled in, and I guess whole in, would I be okay with saying that we, knowing that we would never be able to say anything to each other, you know, face to face, eyes to eyes, breath to breath. Ooh, this brings up some emotion just kind of living through that. Would it be okay? I do this audit every month. I don't have it, you know, marked down in my calendar. It kind of happens around the end of the month in, instinctively, intuitively. I just kind of think, you know, if my husband were to, were to die tomorrow, did we say everything we need to say? My kids, would I have told them if I were to leave? Would they know how much I feel about them and what I know about them to be true and what I see in them? You know, my mom and my dad have, I told them how much I love and appreciate them. Have I felt like I let them know and see a different part of me? You know, the adult part of me, not just the kid part of me, the part of me that didn't necessarily follow everything they wanted me to become or to believe, but that's, things are still okay. So that's that, that conversation that I brought up with mom asking her, are there any unspoken truths in our family? She said, yes, obviously she wasn't going to go into all of them because we each have our own relationships, her with dad, her with my brothers, you know, and with me and then all of us. There's so many different combinations there. And so I asked her, you know, well, what about you and I? What do we need to speak between us? And my mom is so courageous. I think that she is the person that if you ask me where I get my courage from, I would tell you I get it from my mom. I didn't always believe this to be true, but the more I see her, <laughs> yeah, the more I she lets herself be seen to me, <laughs> the more I see her, the more I see myself in that courage. It connects us. So she told me, and I'm not quite ready to tell you exactly what we talked about, but, and I need to ask mom for permission, but she did tell me, you know, what was unspoken between us. And she said it as she was driving. She said it crying. She said it passionately. She said it lovingly. And I just felt that truth. And I just sat there and I listened and I received. Because the courage, when you see someone having the courage to tell you their truth, knowing that it might hurt you, or you might think differently, or you might judge them, 
that in itself is so powerful. And then when you see someone with all that emotion and, you know, when a voice gets high and a voice gets low and like crying is very obvious about emotion, but how deep that truth is, you, you can't help but hold space for it. And so I bring that piece up because when you hold space for someone else's courage, you can also find your own courage there by remembering what it felt like when someone gave them, gave you their courage. It would also feel that way for another person when you give them your courage. So that is a very personal example of finding the courage to speak your truth. Oh, this is the part that I forgot. (laughs) I knew I forgot something. So mom spoke her truth. And then I was able to speak my truth. And we, in that moment, we knew that we were in very different places around this subject. But at the same time, we held understanding for each other that that was just that one moment in time. And we both didn't really know where we would be in that belief, thought process, feelings, you know, wherever we would be along our own journeys in the future. But if, although we disagreed, we came to a meeting point, right? I actually really like that visual of, although, you know, mom was on one side of this subject and I was on another side of a subject, we came, we walked towards each other in this conversation with courage face to face, allowing ourselves to be seen by the other. And we met in the middle. It was a meeting point. So here's a visual for you. Imagine a space, a line. Okay. Mom is on one end of the line. I am on another end of the line and we are facing each other. Ooh, it could be almost like a Western draw where you're about to pull guns and shoot each other. Ooh, this is such a bad example. I wish I didn't say that out loud, but that's what came to me. So we have no guns in our hands. We are open arms (laughs) showing how vulnerable and courageous we are, even though we are fearing, you know, what kind of conflict or tension this conversation is creating. But the courage is the line that we walked towards each other. Face to face was allowing ourselves to be seen by each other to a point where we met in the middle of the line or somewhere between the two points, not in agreement, not as a consensus, not having to compromise where we were, but the fact that we came and met in the middle in a neutral place of just understanding. So mom still held her territory. I still held mine, but we stepped out of our own comfort zones and towards each other to understand each other in that moment. That's what the courage to speak our truth did. It gave us the connection. And we walked away from that conversation with more understanding of where each other are in the moment, more compassion, I think, for wherever we might end up, 
And I hope for mom, she felt more at peace with what we shared. It was a really beautiful conversation. All right. So here's another question for you. When you are having to have a difficult conversation with somebody, how do you find the courage? Well, I have three things to ask yourself. Number one, when you're finding your courage, when you're getting ready to say something that is uncomfortable or scary for you, or if you're challenging yourself to speak up in a way that you haven't ever done before, I want you to give yourself a hug first. And I know this sounds kind of corny, <laughs> but if you know me, I like corny. I love cheese and I believe that it works. It's romantic and it is mushy and it's yummy and it's okay to be this way. <laughs> so the reason why I want you to give yourself a great big hug is to establish safety. When you wrap your arms around yourself, squeeze and hold tight, take deep yoga breaths into your body and tell your nervous system that you are safe. And when you are establishing safety for yourself, ask, you know, how do you like to move your emotions through your body? Is it singing, dancing, yoga, shaking, jumping, crying, screaming into a pillow? Like whatever you are feeling, allow it to move through your body and out. And I want you to acknowledge and feel without judgment so that you can just move that energy out of your body. Actually, there's these great quotes in Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. If you are a fan of this book, or if you have not yet read this book, please, maybe we need to do a book club or something. But this is the book I wish that I read because it feels like my life. <laughs> Glennon Doyle nailed it. Okay, the quote around establishing safety is this. Because once we feel, know, and dare to imagine more for ourselves, we cannot unfeel, unknow, or unimagine. There is no going back. When there is no going back, you have no choice but to summon your courage. Am I right? You know I'm right. <laughs> okay. So that was number one. Number two step, remember why. So remembering why this conversation is important to you. Remember why you need to speak your truth. Remember why you have to express how you feel and what you think. Remember why this relationship is important to yourself. So I want you to ground yourself by coming back to your clarity and confidence. Remind yourself, what are all the reasons why having this conversation, saying this out loud is the right decision for you? And why is it important for you to have this conversation? Why is this important for the vision you have for yourself? And what do you need in order to support yourself? How are you giving that to yourself? So remembering your why is going to give you the courage to speak up. Now, I think that I'm giving you these tips based on if you have like time to sit back and reflect, but I would really recommend going through these three steps for any kind of unspoken truth you're holding, because then when the opportunity comes up to speak it, you will have already gone through all the prep work. It's like what Oprah says about luck is when preparation meets opportunity. There is luck in having conversations, important conversations with people that matter to us. There is luck in finally getting out that thing that you always wanted to say. There is luck in 
having that moment where you share something and that aha moment lights somebody else up. That is lucky. It's when preparation meets opportunity. So establish safety, number one, remember your why, number two, and number three, let your heart speak. This is courage. Remember the Care Bear countdown? Stare! Who was Braveheart? He was the Lionheart? He was the Lionheart Care Bear with the heart on his tummy. Was he? Am I getting these right? (laughs) I'm just pulling this example out from my head right now. And I think I'm right, but courage is represented by your heart, right? So let your heart speak. Knowing that preparation works for you, right? What I was talking to you about preparation, meaning opportunity, in the present moment, you will find luck. And by letting your heart speak, what are some of the things you can do to prepare? How can you listen to your heart so that you are ready for that moment? Well, when you let your heart speak, you can consider how do you want to show up? How will you set up the conversation? Or how will you respond? What do you want that person to know? And here is the beautiful quote from Glennon Doyle's Untamed that supports let your heart speak. What is better, uncomfortable truth or comfortable lies? Every truth is a kindness, even if it makes others uncomfortable. Every untruth is an unkindness, even if it makes others comfortable. So here's the thing, right? Like if I give you the example of the conversation with me and my mom, I want to be kind, right? She taught me kindness. She taught me courage. So in that conversation, we knew it was going to be uncomfortable, but we knew kindness was our value and priority in that case. So by speaking your truth, know that it is kind. Hey, I just remembered that the other quote that I forgot to let you know about remembering your why is you are here to decide if your life, relationships, and world are true and beautiful enough for you. And if they are not, and you dare to admit that they are not, you must decide if you have the guts, the right, perhaps even the duty to burn to the ground that which is not true and beautiful enough and get started building what is. Glennon Doyle. So those three steps in finding your courage are number one, establish safety. Number two, remember your why. And three, let your heart speak. Now, the final thing I want to leave you with is this. If you are in a moment where you need the courage to speak up, to show up, let yourself be seen, but you don't know if it's the right thing to do. Have you ever been told, unless you have something nice to say, don't say anything at all? I don't know about you, but that phrase, that warning has really kept me quite silent in my teenage and young adult. And only recently, now that I have a new tool to really step forward and say what is important. And this is it. It's the word think. Before you say anything, don't think if it's nice, because nice is usually people pleasing. Think about this. T-H-I-N-K think. Is it true? For T. Think. Is it helpful? For H. Think. Is it inspiring? Our I. And think. Is it necessary? And think. Is it kind? This is a quick five-step guideline to help you decide if what you want to say or share or contribute to a conversation is true helpful? Is it inspiring, necessary, or kind? 
And if it is all five of those things, please, you must. That's the tool. Forget about niceness. That was just people pleasing. Think this is integrity. (laughs) All right, my friends, this is courage, finding the courage to speak your truth. I hope that this was helpful for you today. We've got three things that I left with you. If I can summarize again, number one was do a monthly audit of unspoken truths with the people that really matter to you and just taking inventory of the things that you might be holding to yourself, perhaps might be festering and creating some resentment. Maybe that is something you need to work on, finding the courage to address, or it's even a really beautiful way to think, ah, you know, you could celebrate those really uncomfortable, challenging, hard, difficult conversations that you had the courage to have and to really connect with those people you love. And then number two, when you're finding courage, you find your courage first by establishing your safety, remembering why it's important to you, and always let your heart speak. And then number three, you've got the think tool. It totally helps you step over people pleasing and into integrity. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, and kind? I hope today's episode is helpful for you. Thank you for being here. I would love to know how it helps you in finding courage to speak your truth. Maybe it's in a meeting. Maybe you have to have a conversation with your boss about something. Maybe it is in a presentation. Maybe it is in a group coaching. Maybe it is about bringing a really deep unspoken truth to someone who matters to you. Maybe it is by finally addressing something that you've been keeping secret in a coaching conversation. And hey, let me use this opportunity to invite you If there are unspoken truths that you need to kind of explore, but you don't know what's really holding you back and you want to, you you don't want it to hold you prisoner anymore. This is something we can explore together in a free discovery call where you will get really powerful and transformational coaching from me. And then after that conversation, we would see if coaching is the right fit for you. You can book a discovery call with me through my calendar. I will leave a note in the show notes and I know it will be a huge help for you. If anything, you will step away with more clarity, more confidence, an action step. Let this be even a moment where you really summon up your courage. And I'm telling you, you will have this courage moving forward for anything that you do. So yes, book a free discovery call if this resonates for you. And if not, please just send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at karenchoy.co. I love receiving your notes about how how episodes resonated for you and what your takeaway with it or how you applied it and how things changed in your life. I love those messages. And that's it. Until next time, be in love, be in joy and be inspired, Muse. I love you. Thank you for listening to the Secret Muse Society. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts to rate and review this podcast so other modern muses like you can find us too. I invite you to continue the conversation and connect with me on Instagram at karenchoy.co. Join me next week for more secrets inspired by you. I'm Karen Choi. Until next time, stay gold.